Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Psychic Coffee Shop Podcast Network. Good evening, and welcome to the Psychic Coffee Shop. I am Techie Joe. I am not your host, Asen Knight. I do have Amanda with me. Asen is running just yep. a few minutes late. So, Amanda and I, how are you, Amanda? Well, I'd like to say ducky, but what a day it's been for everybody. <laughs> that is the understatement, isn't it? Oh my goodness! I swear this holiday yeah. just screwed everyone up. Like the Labor Day, I feel like I've been in labor since yesterday. It has <laughs> been nuts. Like I know, I know, I know. Anyone who listens to Mountain Bears, that's been our opening thing for the last while. Is like it's just Thanksgiving. No, seriously. <laughs> I like, we cannot catch a break. We can't. Um, we, oh my goodness. So, what's been up with you? Well, you know, I went into um, the Crystal Motor Shop today and I was in a mood, you know, and usually I'm pretty easygoing. And it was just, I was not in the mood for any kind of um, opposition. Let's just say it that way. You know how people like to joke around and they're being playful, but when you're in that certain mindset, it just hits you the wrong way. That was kind of where I was. I, I was... Uh, kind of putting off the vibe of don't cross me. I am in my Wolverine phase, and I may bark at any moment. And you so know, really we got kind of through... not today, Satan. Not today. Right, right. And tomorrow's not looking <laughs> good either. We know that. We know that. Oh, yeah. oh, but yeah. but yeah. The, but the good the good thing was at the end of the day. Uh, we had mm-hmm. sort of a come to Buddha meeting, and it was sort of like, okay, so what bug is up your ass now? And I basically <laughs> said, you know what? <laughs> I'm in a grumpy mood, and uh, I'm reacting to things a little more than I normally do, and I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Because I know everybody, the and and I know you can talk to this too, Joe. It feels like everybody's relationships are kind of being reevaluated. Um, it, right now, the the whole bottom line is communication, 
if people can sit down and just say, this is what's going on for me, uh, these are my buttons that are being pushed, and then let people know it's, it's not you, this is my history, and this is why this button is blinking red and saying, push me, please. So, yeah. I, well, I think now for me, for me today, yeah. it's more like the day of these are my buttons. Stop pressing them all at once. <laughs> Just stop it. That's where I've been all yes. day long. Yes. Like I, yep. I have buttons, and I, I understand they're pretty, and they scream press me, <laughs> but not all at once. Be gentle. Yes. Yes. These are my buttons. I love my buttons. Don't go pressing all my buttons like you got a sledgehammer back there. Like, that's what it is. It's been like this all friggin' day. Like, and this started yesterday, and my fault. I forgot, uh, like, I forgot that a prescription of mine had no refills. Why it okay. had no refills, why my doctor thought that was intelligent, I do not know. But uh, it had no refills. So I realized this yesterday, right in early yesterday morning, like 6 a.m. So without thinking about it being the holiday, I drop in my refill request on the doctor portal. Going, well, okay, we'll survive. It'll be okay. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. So Uh did without this medication last night. And and it's like, it's no big giant secret. It's gabapentin. If you've listened to Mountain Bears, hell, if you've listened to the Psychic Coffee Shop before, you know I've got a neck issue. I'm getting ready to have surgery. They have me on gabapentin uh-huh. to help with some of the, like, tingling and numbness and drop that intensity level from, like, squirrels gnawing on a live wire <laughs> to, you know, smaller squirrels gnawing more gently <laughs> on a live Sub, wire. Sub-squirrels. Like, that's what yeah. it does. This is what it does for me. Yeah, it's still squirrels, yeah. you know. Um, or, as I say, I do not have ducks. They are not in rows. I have squirrels, and they're at a rave. Um, but, yeah, that's – so, like, I call this – like, I have already sent this in. And so I didn't even think twice about it. I'm like, well, surely my doctor comes back in on Tuesday. This won't be an issue. I didn't think anything of it till like, 4 o'clock, and it was like, hey. Ethan asked me, hey, did, have you checked with the pharmacy? Did that come in yet? And it's like, oh, no, I haven't, but surely it's there. <laughs> no, oh, not there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on the doctor portal. I'm on the doctor portal. Staff has not even read the request. So I try to call them. Oh, they uh, closed the oh, oh. mm-hmm. There's no way to get in touch with anyone. So we racked our brains. Finally, it dawns on us. Just call my primary care. He's awesome. He will get it. He will understand. Because I already called the pharmacy and got told, no, you need to talk to your doctor about that one. Thanks, and have a great day. Um, You know, not our problem. Legal liability is please visit your local emergency room or contact your doctor. 
Um, <laughs> if you're having a medical emergency, dial 911. Worthless advice. <laughs> Thank you. So, anyway, we finally, we finally, finally get in touch with this doctor's office. And we're like, yay! Um, and they're like, totally, to- like, I love my doctor. My primary care, love, 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 love him. And we get in touch with her office, with his office, no problem. We'll have him call you right back, you know. And hours later, we've heard nothing from them. And we're like, what? So we call. <laughs> we've forgotten that he has moved to the middle of nowhere. And in moving to the middle of nowhere, he has become middle of nowhere trauma unit. So we called. He was with a patient. Then a trauma patient came in. So he gets diverted to that, naturally. I don't want anyone to die. Go fix the dying one or the bleeding one or the very injured one. Um, It'll be fine. It'll be fine. No problem. And so finally he called, like, his office calls us back at 7, a little after, and says, okay, we'll get it sent in. So we're call, you know, we we wait a few minutes. We call the pharmacy. Do you have it? And she starts to say no, no, we do not. And then she literally is sitting there looking at my account as the prescription comes through, and she's like, yes, yes, I do. It literally just popped in. Awesome. Can you have it ready tonight, please? Please have this ready tonight. And she's like, we can have it ready by close. (laughs) We use Walmart Pharmacy. Um, So they closed at 9. When does the show start? 9. When do we end up, you know, yeah. So, yes. And judging by sound effects, I think Asen is in the building or at least walking into it as we speak. So is he, he will crying? Be joining us. He will be joining. Us. Oh, I'm is, sure is someone's crying, crying in a sobbing, deep sobbing way with that tremendous voice of I his. I don't know. Let's ask him. Well, Asen, are you <laughs> crying with your deep booming voice? How oh, many, I ain't crying, honey. I'm hearing tape clip. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh, yeah. We're getting a new pharmacist tomorrow. No, you don't. You always did. You, we are getting a new pharmacist tomorrow, and I may have a trip to go to Arkansas to fire somebody again. Oh, well, fun! Please tell me it wasn't the yeah. cute one. We like the cute one. Yes. Yeah. That's who's going to get fired one? one way or another. Yeah. Oh. Oh, the cute one. I mean, that's, like, I wasn't too sure about having Walmart as a pharmacy in the beginning. Then I met my pharmacist, the one that I normally see. And I'm like, he's not hard on the eyes. I can come get my prescriptions here. I I can get, I mm, (laughs) mm, mm, I can adapt. Like, Yeah, like I was having that Stranger Things Billy moment, and if you haven't watched season three, I'm going to spoil it for you. 
But lifeguard Billy, that was the pharmacist. That was that he was an a hole tonight. Is that what I'm hearing? Oh, yeah. Gosh. Let's just say the trip was wasted. Oh. Uh, what? You know, I'm, you I'm going to share oh, something. Man. I'm sharing uh-huh. something with you. When when I went to Italy years and years ago, I had a terrible cold. I thought I had bronchitis. And I I didn't know what to do because here I am in a foreign country. I I speak the language in ways that make people cringe. And I'm thinking, how am I ever going to get any sort of, of cough medicine or whatever? You can walk into any pharmacy, and the pharmacist will give you the the prescription drug that you need right then and there and wish you a very uh, bonacera or whatever, you know, time of day it is. And I was in shock at how easy it was. I, I thought mm-hmm. I don't have to die in a foreign country and they don't have to dispose of my body uh, by drifting me into a gondola into the ocean. I can actually survive this. Um that was so easy, and it, it feels like the uh, medical care profession is getting more and more bizarre and convoluted and nothing about helping people get better. No, they haven't. And, you know, it's been an act of Congress to get one refill of a medication because of one stupid, you know, you know my boys from DEA come into town run a few things, take care of a few issues. Now, apparently, if the pharmacist doesn't know the doctor, won't refill pain medicine. Really? Oh, Oh my God. Exactly. He'll have to make a few calls. Well, I'm going to be making a few calls. One, to a new pharmacist. Two, to corporate office. (laughs) Well, oh, you know, is, I, was, is, I was telling you. know, I, I, my quick go version ahead. is this just goes with the crazy of today. But, Amanda, go, mm-hmm. go for it. Knock it down. Well, knock I, it out of the park, girl. Knock it out of the park. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I'm winding up to bring something psychic sort of into the mix here, you know, just to – because I really think – we're we're just in a very strange time right now. This is something we've talked about before. Somebody mentioned that the position of Neptune is such that it's pushing everybody out of their comfort zone. And it's pushing them to let go of things that no longer serve them, which can be relationships with pharmacies, um, you know, things like that, and whatever baggage you have, uh, mm-hmm. it's, you're, being, you're being pushed to let go of it now. It's like, you know, you have to heal it some, somehow, some way. And mm-hmm. in, in your case, Joe, I just hope you get your prescriptions, you know, and, oh, and I'm can sure move forward I'll get it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's no, no question. I'm sure I'll get it. We'll get it. 
yeah, because I've already I've already outed myself. Because while technically it is in that category of pain medication, gabapentin, in, in terms of pain management, is like half a step above Tylenol, and about four steps oh. below Tylenol with codeine, at least. Okay. Um, it is it is not that big a deal, except except <laughs> there's a great big giant warning on this medication. Do not abruptly stop. And what oh. has everyone basically done in this process? Abruptly stopped me. That's that's what's kicking you- me off so much right now. <laughs> Is it's like you do realize there's a because in that do not abruptly stop are warnings about anxiety, tachycardia, um, hallucinations, irritability, which okay maybe I already have that one. Um, like it's just gonna get better. Uh, but no, I'm just sitting here like you're doing everything in this situation. Everything in the situation, which I can understand. If you're a little cranky, if you're a little cranky about that prescription coming in last possible second, if you're a little cranky, not that I haven't already been on it, but hey, you know, what else? Like, all of this, could you not acknowledge the fact that it looks like maybe, 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 this might be worth dispensing a short, you know, supply so that I get my continuity and don't potentially face the horrible side effects of stopping abruptly. But no, no, no. This is where we are today. And it's like Amanda and I were talking. It's like I have buttons. My buttons are pretty. I understand you want to press them. Please stop hammering every single one of them with a sledgehammer simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Ah! But I... Yeah. So, so you know, yay. Mr. Pretty Boy uh, decided he wanted to be an oh. asshole. And I went there and completely quoted your medical chart by verbatim. And oh, he just dear. looked at me and goes, oh, well, I can't feel this tonight. I.e., I didn't get it filled, so I don't want to stand here five minutes and count pills. Oh! Yeah, tried yeah. to do that. I've got to make yeah. some calls. Oh, and I looked at him and said, oh, I'll make some calls. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. We'll start with your store manager and work our way over to, you know, corporate. Yes, and I'm going to bring Amanda back in. I don't know what happened to her, but it looks like she dropped. Amanda, are you back with us? Yeah. I was just looking up, and I was like, wow, she got really quiet. Yeah, we can totally hear you. Um, But no, it was. (laughs) This was the button issue. I was sitting listening, and all of a sudden I hear boop, 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 and I have been ejected into the ozone layer. I'm telling you, I really think that technology from physician portals to 
uh, telecommunications is turning against us. I think we are yeah, really. with technology and, you know, what the, uh, the audience didn't know is last week I gave uh, Tech Joe uh, my laptop computer, which was, it was a refurbished unit, but it was not badly used. I never used no, it no, as no, a no. soccer ball very... or anything. And and when yeah, you gave it back used. to me, yes, it was very gently used. And I tried using it. I had no backspace, uh, regular space bar, or return button. And I think my delete button was also not working. So basically, yeah, you got a whole slew make... of keys. Yeah, and, you have a whole I, slew I'm, of keys to quit responding. And so I'm sitting okay. here going, I cannot use this keyboard unless I go get an additional keyboard. And so it, this is what the whole week, you know, last week, and now it's starting this week again. It's obstacle after obstacle it seems like anything that should simply be moving from point A to point B, you are hitting up against a brick wall and you have to use a small, uh, slightly bent spoon to chip your way through the mortar to get to the next brick wall. Uh, it's, it's been you, just that frustrating. Yeah, but see, man, I don't use slightly bent spoons. I use sledgehammers well, and backhoes. Well, usually <laughs> this is why that would usually be really turn him awesome, loose. but there are those huh? of us who have to make you there are those of us that have to make do with with spoons with dents in them that were at the back of the drawer cuz that's all you got left. Well, so, yeah, yep. so it's some you know, it's you know, yeah, I, you know, I make the, you know, I, I really think Meryl Streep studied our show because the Devil's Roll product, and if not, she studied my vlogs and ball and you know other things. And why would that be? <laughs> there is a reason I call to make doctor's appointments. Especially with a certain, you know, university. Oh, yes. Okay. I can walk into that university and book anybody I want in, and they're like, okay, not a problem, Mr. Knight. We will be right with you. Oh, yeah. And here's why. They have it on record that I will throw one of their people out a window. Now, careful, you haven't right, right, actually right. done it yet, but you were serious. You were very serious and, and a, a, yes, a pulmonologist or a pulmonologist? Yes. Was respiratory therapist. Respiratory She's not a pulmonologist. There he is. Not a pulmonologist. All she a respiratory up therapist. Yeah. Yeah. He, he threatened to throw one out of a window based on a patient refuses CPAP. She decided we're going to force CPAP on patients. Mm-hmm. I evaluate patient I've heard bill of rights. I've heard it. Yes. Yes. 
He didn't realize the effect of that either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know things change I, immediately if they so much as see the, you know, um, contact, in, the my emergency contact is him. It's like, oh, like that. It's always this, like it goes from the hi and welcome to oh. <laughs> Talk about squirrels oh, yeah. chewing on a live wire. The the every time it's like they're they're sitting there and they're kind of half dead and then it's like Ooh. it reminds me of Mississippi Squirrel Revival. That's where I'm at. I'm just like. Ooh. Um, is the reaction they seem to have. And I'm like, I don't know if this is a good thing, but it works. Like, if that's the motivation you need. <laughs> like, that's where I'm at in my life. If this is the motivation that you need, <laughs> then here we go. Mm-hmm. 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 But yes, yeah, um, some part of, of this is motivation. Sure. Oh yeah, and I'm sure part of this is the fact that this is the new doctor, as if he's newly minted. Like you know, the the new doctor smell is all over the boy. <laughs> he is. It's it's like, but he, he has just, a GPA that was stellar. Well, yeah, and it, well, no, he's he amazing. Boards I'm not saying that. 10%. <laughs> yeah. I know, but this is not one of the, like, he's so new that, like, he has, like, we're still pulling the cotton out of him. Like, we really are. Like, this is like you open the bottle of Tylenol and you got to pull that wad of cotton out. Yeah, this is where he's at. He's so new, we're still picking out the bits of cotton. Um, so and, and we've run into this, like our, it's, it's been nuts. It has, yeah. I'm just, uh, well, you know, it's been nuts because, you know, I only interviewed 52. <laughs> no, you, you technically interviewed 55 doctors. Mm-hmm. Well, you interviewed well, two and- and then you turned it yeah. over to the insurance company and said, you find me a doctor. You find me a doctor. Mm-hmm. Please find me right. a doctor. Yeah. But, wow. So, on with the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's actually a show that Joe, Joe came up with an idea, you know, made a comment the other night. And I'm like, ooh, that would be a great show topic. Oh. And here it is. What would be, you know, what would be your, you know, what do we think that, you know, Leave It to Beaver and shows like that have done to America? Oh. Well, yeah. And the yeah. perception of the world. And furthermore, what would it look like nowadays? Well, and that brought up the fact that, because you asked that question is, what would Leave It to, you know, or, uh, yeah, Leave It to Beaver looked like in the 21st century. And I'm like, no, they did that. It was called Pleasantville. It was a lovely movie. Mm-hmm. It, that it was had, a like, great movie. 
Yeah, and way back when, Christina Applegate, I think it was Toby McGuire, back when he was cute, was not like, when he was quite so sexy. It, it wasn't um, Christina Applegate. It was Reese Witherspoon. It was Reese Witherspoon? I thought it was Christina Applegate. No, Reese Witherspoon was his sister, and Toby McGuire was the kid with the... He he loved the marathon, the Pleasantville Marathon. He had he was using oh it God, to escape. Oh my God! It really was Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, because she played oh. kind of a, a worldly sister who, in my book, she was sort of Madonna light, and mm-hmm. she went back in time and she shook things up. And what was so interesting about that movie is how. It it was about the sex, the the act of sex changed everybody's mm-hmm. worldview because right. it was no it was no longer this chore. It was suddenly something to be uh, enjoyed and discovered, and and it threw the entire balance of the microcosm of Pleasantville into disarray. Right. That was but, a you know, very good a, movie. But that's a time-traveling movie. You know, this really is, you know, this is about them being trapped in the sitcom world. What I'm saying is, what if Leave it to Beaver and that view of you know, the perfect woman that never sweats or gets dirty and the house is always perfect and the kids are always clean. And, you know, the father that works at a job comes home, sits down, gets his slippers and his pipe and his drink. What would that look like today? I think Desperate Housewives. I, I, like, <laughs> there I'm just was sitting here going, you just described Bree Vandekamp to a T. To a T. That is Brie Vandekamp. Well, but part of it is um, how do people, what do people value? And and the Leave it to Beaver world, it was image above all else. So you had Mm -hmm. to look like everything was under control. That was the bottom Mm -hmm. line. And I right. think that's this was the actually this was the topic of discussion when we had our come to Buddha meeting at the Crystal Lotus shop and it was just a few of us. But it was okay. because we we uh I was asked why I had a bad attitude. And ah. it was kinda of hard it was kind of hard to come out of my shell because I tend to bottle it up um, mm-hmm. but the the bottom line was um, we we have you know in any group setting doesn't you know it, it doesn't matter where you are you have people that want everything to look perfect all the time they are the OCD not and mm-hmm. They they have got to have everything under control because for them, if any little tiny detail gets forgotten, it throws the whole system into disarray. But meanwhile, mm-hmm. welcome 
but welcome to life. And this is this was what I was trying to say, but I didn't say it as well as I just did on the air. It's like life is messy. Life does not add up to perfection. And I think when people strive so much for their lives to look like a blueprint, they miss the whole point of what it is to live because mm-hmm. it's the it's the messy uh you know the the struggles the uh challenges the imperfections that we all bring to the table that makes us really interesting people and if you want a perfect world what you want is a robot society and mm-hmm. even then you're not going to get it right cuz what we're discovering with the technologies of of today September whatever it is the third i think is mm-hmm. you know technology breaks down just as much as human beings do and the more well, we that- think te- technology solves the problems the more we're losing touch with how do you get from point A to point B without hitting all those brick walls? Well, see, and it's not that the technology is the issue. It's the humans interacting with the technology that tends to be the issue. That's true, but what I'm saying is life itself is not about technical perfection. It just isn't. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if if you want a perfect reproduction of something, you take a photograph, and you hope that it's high resolution with all the colors perfectly balanced and the lighting just so. But mm-hmm. if you want art, you get you have to incorporate the imperfections in the work of art to bring out what is beneath the image. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I think it's lost in the translation when people are trying so hard to be quote-unquote perfect. Mm-hmm. So that's my take. Go ahead. What What do you guys think about that question? What do you think, Joe? I like I. I mean, granted, I struggle with the Brene Brown concept of you know life's messy, clean it up. Like that's where I live. Mm-hmm. That's that's my worldview is just clean it up, just clean it up. Like life's messy, clean it up. Mm-hmm. I don't lean in. I do not. I, I'm I'm not a lean in lean inner. I'm a mm-hmm. clean it up, put it in a bento box, shove it on a shelf. Um, that's, that's kind of where I'm at, but no, I mean, I, because another great movie reference would have also been Stepford Wives, the remake, not the original so much, the the remake, that would definitely pull us into the, almost the right time period of that perfectionistic robotic thing. I'm not saying I'm opposed to a Stepford husband. I'm, I'm, but I'm, 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 yeah. Sometimes it really is the dream. 
Like, really? I, I just imagine the world of a separate husband, and I'm like, you know, this doesn't sound wow. just bad. I don't know. Man. But then again, all the technology is by AOL, so that's why it's so slow. Um, but, you know, conversation would be a little bit. So is it, is it just that you want someone who would be having no needs of their own and simply there to t- tend to your needs and desires? Is that what the Stepford husband would represent to you? No, not so much that. Like, that part of it, I do have a massive issue with. Um, It's just more so, like, the... I could really get behind someone who has a built-in, you know, dustbuster. Uh, Or ATM. Built-in ATM sounds amazing sometimes. So you you want, like, a... What is that? Professor Gadget or... Detective Gadget, or I, I, I don't know that I'm I'm missing the reference. I'm not. But it's a, in, I'm in personally not opposed. I'm I'm not opposed to that concept. Um, you know, I, I'm not opposed to having a separate husband whose chest opens, their speakers playing, you're a love machine, and beer. Like, I could rock that. I, I could totally, totally <laughs> rock that. Like, that's wow. where I'm at in my life. I want ice-cold beer <laughs> from your chest, honey. That's that's where I'm going. Uh-huh. We'll work on that. Yeah, we'll work see, on that. This is, see, <laughs> again, this is, this is why I think I've heard a lot of elderly people say, not a lot, but a few, that uh, the advent of television ruined the entire country in terms of our society. And I think, I think the gist of, of why they felt that way is we were presented with uh, visions of what was supposed to be our ideal, and really they were manufactured images because no person looks that perfect all the time, and and we have this in our um, magazines when they airbrush things, they can't even let beautiful people by anybody's standard look natural they have to make them so completely unrealistic because hey that sells dietary supplements and exercise equipment and gym memberships and you know any number of things that keeps the advertising industry uh, alive and if if we had a society of people who were secure in just being themselves with all their imperfections, there are a lot of people that would not make a lot of money. But I think we might have healthier people. I think we might have well, better relationships. That, in my opinion, I think that, you know, the show itself, 
looking at that generation and looking at the generation that followed it in its reruns. Mm-hmm. Um, very much has, you know, this idealism of what a marriage looks like, what a relationship looks like, what the domestic roles are. Um, and then I think that we, you know, in general, you know, redefining that now and it's what we're seeking because it's being redefined because it isn't, um, you know, that show is no longer, you know, I don't think it's on the air. It's definitely not playing a lot into people's mindset. Well, but it still exists as reruns and as a concept. It's it's a construct of this 50s Americana, you know, idealism, dream world. That that in in many regards was flawed, so horribly flawed. Um, much like many other shows of its era, um, it had mm-hmm. lots of flaws. Um, right. it, it by no means was representative of what that time period was, but it was the right. dream. This was the suburban mm-hmm. dream. You know that right. you know it's not like we suddenly fell out of the fifties and apartments just sprung up everywhere, like we moved right. out of suburbia all into apartments and you know, like New York did not get built in nineteen sixty. Right. New York was New York in you know before that, you know where you had high rises and cramped living and you know. A lot of paved space already. It's only got worse in that regard. Um, but for a lot of people, there was this dream that one day you could have a house on a nice three-line street and two cars in the driveway. It, it was the Eisenhower New Deal dream. This is what it mm-hmm. sold. Um, right. and, and that was a large Part of it is when you think about television from that era, a lot of it, well, television in general, um, mm-hmm. a lot of it was bought and paid for by corporations through commercials. Mm-hmm. You know, soap operas mm-hmm. didn't get their name for no good reason. Um, you know, a lot of this programming was part and parcel to selling products. And right. to selling this idealism, this ideal, I love idealism of what life mm. should be like, or how awesome life could be. Um, right. And, and kind of priming the market, like you're sitting there watching a commercial before the commercial. Right. And it's like, okay, what effect? You know what I'm looking looking at is what effect do they have today? Well, you know, in our I idea think... of what you know the the perfect husband, the perfect wife, what they do, what's their expectations? What's your expectations for them? And and I also I... think you've got. Um... With the expectation, perfect husband, perfect wife, it's you have, I think they looked at the role 
being the most mm-hmm. important thing. If you played the role, that's all that you needed to do. Whereas now, I I actually am really liking to a certain extent, and of course, the extent is my own sort of uh, discomfort with change. But it's like when you ask the question, what is a man? What is a woman? Um, there's, I, there's one um, you, you, YouTube uh, person that he makes a lot of fun of young people who are saying, you know, boys want to wear makeup or, you know, they want to wear dresses or whatever. And the reaction is that's not being a man. That's not being a boy. And it's like, well, what is masculinity? It's, it's not the clothes you wear because as for me, I never wear makeup. I was not raised to wear makeup and I can wear makeup if I really force myself, but I don't see that means I'm less of a woman or I'm trying not to be a woman. I think the programming is women have to have their nails done and have to have their makeup on and they have to have their hair a certain way and with guys too. And I am liking the fact that I'm seeing certain handsome, dashing psychics in our shop that show up with different colored hair. And I, I mean, I'll, I, when I go back to the 80s, I started dating a guy that had an earring and had tattoos. And I was so afraid my family would find out I was dating a guy with an earring and tattoos. And now, you know, now I have tattoos myself, and I'm glad that I changed my viewpoint of that, and I'm Mm -hmm. I'm glad that, that I'm seeing people expressing what makes them comfortable as long as it does, as long as it's not an adversarial thing, it's sort of mm-hmm. the you do you thing. So I, I think I think there are some people who are desperate to go screaming back to what they see as the good old days. And you were saying it correctly; they never really existed. They were a myth. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. were created by by Madison Avenue, and that's all they were. Well, yeah, and especially especially during that time period, because effectively, when you're coming, because the fifties were on kind of the the outward flow of um, the golden age of Hollywood, and you mm-hmm. know uh, of the the this beautiful glamorous. You know, wonderful image of wholesome actresses whose entire lives were manufactured in a time in which you could better control information. And what we've seen is that didn't work. It really, really didn't work. Um, And kind of the, the backlash counterculture to that hit. Um, 
like I think the last show that pulled it off to an extent was the Brady Bunch. Maybe the Waltons, right. but the Brady Bunch kind of had the more modern version take on it. Because um, when you think right. of the Waltons, that's that way further back. But if you're if you're going for the cultural uh, shift concept through television, the Brady Bunch mm-hmm. pulled it off. Um, and, and still kind of kept it, you know, relevant, topical, decent. And then we kind mm-hmm. of did this slide into the 80s, and two of the biggest things that came out of the 80s, as much as I hate her now, but Roseanne Barr and Roseanne, mm-hmm. the anti-50s housewife, if ever there was one, uh-huh. um as well as the um, – also in that time period, you have the Simpsons hitting the air. You, you right. have – and in the Simpsons, you have that whole kind of cultural clash between, right. you know, Marge, the, you know, went to college and, you know, married a boy and became a housewife. And now she's got these two kids, and one is, like, hardcore feminist and save the planet, save the whales, you know, beautiful trees, uh, beautiful world with trees and everything, kid, um, who's so hyper-intelligent. And then the other one is kind of like, screw you, man. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, which is, like, the perfect, like, late 80s, early 90s commentary. Because that's where mm-hmm. we were. That like these yeah, shows resonated true. with people because that's where mm-hmm. we were. Is that mm-hmm. this crap doesn't work? We're tired of this crap. We've been spoon fed this crap, and this is crap. Like people don't live like Warden June Cleaver. You can't do it, and especially not by the late eighties. By the late eighties, yeah. you know. It's like my paycheck's getting smaller, my workload's getting weirder, I'm about to lose my house, you know, you've got all this right. craziness going on. And then into the slide of the 90s, which was high welcome to grudge, mm-hmm. you know, and we started kind of interviewing this whole new segment and genre of... Mm-hmm. Well, what's the atypical doing? Like, we, we gave people yeah. this 50s pretty version. Then we gave them mm-hmm. the counter shock to that. And now, mm-hmm. okay, what is, what, what's actually kind of going on? Right. Um, and, and kind of the big ones for that were, was Friends. Yeah. And granted, it was totally screwed up. There, there's so many things wrong with that show, but it still has the dynamic of, you know, adults who don't know how to adult. Like, mm-hmm. they're figuring it out, and it's messy, and it's ugly, and you're doing stupid crap, and you're trying to pull it all together in the end, and it doesn't make any sense. And right. But it'll be okay. Um, right. You know... And then that's kind of then we hit reality television, which was a total nightmare. Total. Nightmare. Well, and I well, that's the end of TV. 
Yeah. But this is, I, I think when we had the advent of reality TV, that's when we became hyper-competitive, hyper, you know, there's only one person that can survive because corporate life became less about we are a team that is here to make our company the best it can be, and it became if I can outdo you and stab you in the back and you get voted off the island, I get the big prize. And I think that not only that, people started enjoying watching other people's discomfort, humiliation, um, their their uh, conflicts as entertaining, and it, we became a voyeuristic. We've always been a voyeuristic. Um, society but i think we became even more voyeuristic and and right. we well, we sort of lost rank. our we we lost our humanity to a certain extent because suddenly whoever was at a disadvantage became the other that we could mock instead of connect with mm-hmm. well but the train wreck concept and the inability to look away from one it, it, it's a very old concept. There's actually an entire German right. word dedicated to it. It's called Snaschenfreude, and it's the right. joy of I someone else's yes. discomfort. You know, right. it's not a new concept, but I do think no. that in the 2000s, we have definitely gone to the furthest extreme we can possibly go. And it's right. not just that kind of bloopers, outtakes, and pranks, and even going so far, you know, again, TV-wise, as far as jackass, which was stupid and horrible enough, um, but now it's, we're literally paying people to artificially create drama within a group of people um, and it's like there's enough drama between groups of people anyway, and right. now we're just paying people to get drunk and act irresponsibly and start fights with each other, and just for the entertainment value. Like we sit right. here well, and we have this and- negative cultural reaction when a YouTuber right. goes around paying homeless people to fight each other. Right. That's horrible. Well, and it gets, we can see that. And it gets, but then we turn around, back, and because it's, you know, housewives of Orange County, we don't care. That's cool. Right. Yeah, sorry. It, it gets back, no, it gets back to what Asen was saying, which is how does it shape our belief system about who we are as a society? And it's sure. like the Kardashians. Who the hell are these people? What the hell have they done with their lives that gets them to be on everybody's, you know, web page and Instagram and they're selling cosmetics and all this stuff? It's all only because they became a reality hit TV show. And 
and then young people growing up don't want to grow up to my I'm I'm generalizing and I know I'm not right about every kid out there but how many kids want to grow up and be a model or an actress or you know not again it's it's a fantasy that's been sold and what kills me is people around the world think you know and and rightfully so because a lot of people act like this they think it's normal and then the rest of the world looks at us and says those americans are so shallow they're so self-serving and you know, but if if you've been raised to think this is the way you should be, because these people are rich and these people are beautiful, and don't you want to be rich and beautiful? It's you know, it's it's a cycle that keeps feeding itself. Wow! Well, and culturally, and I think we've we... had a pendulum shift. We've we've had a pendulum shift. Because when you're talking about like if you're like if you kind of set your goalposts for the furthest reaches of the pendulum, as Leave It to Beaver on one side, and the Kardashians on the other, it, it, it's a pendulum swing. Swing in you know by time period in the fifties, you wanted to trade in your dysfunction for this beautiful normative. That this beautiful heteronormative, you know, mommy baking cookies and, you know, always being, you know, perfect while you're living your shit life to now (laughs) we're on the other side of now we just want to, like, believe that there's some hope that we can make our shit life profitable. That's it. Like, I think that's where we've settled to is how can I make the shit show profitable? Well, but here's the problem, and the reason I even brought it up, and Brene Brown kind of taps into it in her research, we're still carrying the leave it to beaver ideal isms, you know, Mm -hmm. of, you know, you know, never sweat, keep it even, everything looks perfect. You know, you got to be at the PTA meeting, the meeting at 5 o'clock. You've got to meet the pharmacist at 10, at 8.15, be at the show at 9.45. you got to do A and B and C, but you can't leave them sweat, especially to the women. You know, women and men both. You know, men are supposed to be super macho, super perfect. That's right. Not show emotions. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and then you have the women that need to look pretty, don't be overwhelming, um, be thin, do a lot of things, but be quiet about it. Don't complain if the workload's too much. You know, and, you know, one of the lines that always hits me is, you know, they'd rather see the man die on the white horse than fall off of it. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. And I hear that so much well, from my yeah. clients. You know, and they go, but he won't open up emotionally. But when he does open up emotionally, you're disgusted. That's well, a, yeah. that's an well, excellent large, that's an excellent observation. Yes. Well, and a large part of this falls into that category 
of no one could do this. No one's ever been able to do this mm-hmm. without uppers and downers. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, this and, and alcohol. Shit off. And alcohol. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure my life could look a whole lot better to everyone else with a little cocaine and, you know, some barbiturates <laughs> and, you know... I'm sure I could get a lot of things done on meth or Adderall. Um, or Red because, Bull. I mean, there Please, are, honey, just give me some stress yeah. tabs, number five, and some, uh, what was it, uh, Dr. Something Another's Perfect Awakeness. Well, yeah, yeah, but ultimately it's all the same crap. It's speed. It's amphetamines. It's, and then you have to take mm. drugs so you can go to sleep to get you pulled back down. It's unrealistic. Mm-hmm. It's unobtainable. It's unobtainium. This is what you want. It's unobtainium. But it's so pretty. It is. And I think that's why we carry it forward even still. It's like even though we're fighting it, like we're, we're clawing at it and, and, and screaming it in, in one sense, we keep holding on to it because it's pretty. And it is, and this idea of this tree-lined suburban street with, and everything's so nice and new and shiny and clean and, you know, everyone's just, at least externally, happy, mm-hmm. says a lot to us. It's what we want. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, if you could walk up, and I would, I would bet money on it, if you could walk up to people and point blank say, you know, here's your Warden June Cleaver life, at least for a moment, they'll get really attached to that. Like, mm-hmm. they, they, there's that hope, because it was very hope-inspiring that it could mm-hmm. be better. You know, that... Right. The whole premise of that was it's going to get better. And considering we were coming off of World War II and the holy nightmare that threw us into, um, as well as the rest of the world, like it was bad enough in the U.S., the the rest of the world was wow at that point. Um, Mm -hmm. We needed that. Like... It was because, like, when you're talking about World War II and the, the, what people were going through emotionally and, you know, in many cases also being drugged, heavily, heavily drugged, um, you know, enlisted men, <laughs> they got drugged um, for their service, Um to cr- trying to create this perfect soldier concept. Again, G.I. Joe isn't a thing. Um, yeah. You can do it with drugs, but you destroy people. Right. It's like we, we've got to we do it already. It. There's got to be something we, else. There's got to be something else. Well, you know, probably since the late 2000s, we haven't needed to fight a war with men. We haven't. But we do it just as artificially. Well, we do it just as artificially. We do it just as officially. 
you know, we don't need to have soldiers. We have the technology to create robots. We have the technology to run virtual wars. But I tell you, they don't even look at that. No, they don't because it's population control. It's generating cash for the uh, machinery of war. And, yeah, it's a big business. And, yeah, <laughs> it's it's so funny how we have not evolved that much. We still fight over turf, over religion, over skin color. You know, well, you know, that's background. what is making the news is, you know, example is that stupid chapel that's screaming, you know, religion and freedom to cancel a groom's wedding because it was a mixed-race couple and going, oh, that's my religious belief. Well, you know, they've been trying, they tried that with marriage laws to begin with. That would be right. Okay. And here that's we are stuff again. we heard yes. in the... 30s, and we're back yes. at it again. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, Everything that's why Virginia has... Well, you know, all bigotry is at least. Um, and it's like, really, didn't we already go through this? I keep rolling my eyes going, somebody please start teaching real history. Like, that's, literally. I... I where I'm about ready to launch a course called Real History. Right. And that's the, the that's the issue because there are like I know in Texas they're trying to rewrite textbooks to omit certain parts of history. And and it is. Mm-hmm. There's this fear that um if people knew the truth of how, you know, Christopher Columbus uh, treated the Native Americans, you know, uh, he wouldn't be the hero that we celebrate. But yet we have to know the history. Part of it is it will shatter things. You know, the idealism, culture, you know, we have forever had targets that weren't even targets. Right. You know, Christopher but Columbus, that's mild. And here's Go why, because he really didn't do anything important. They knew the world that's was right. round. He, yeah. the, you know, he, if any, he, we knew that there was an island that the Vikings had discovered. We didn't know what it was. Um, so, of course, he'd done nothing, nothing useful, right. nothing important, nothing use at all. We celebrate right. him because he's an easy one to hang the badge on. Right. He even got off course. He thought he, he was had very off course. Yeah. He thought he had discovered the West Indies. Mm-hmm. But, but again, yes, we don't know what motivated the trade routes. We don't know what motivated the monarchies. And the emergence of various religious orders. And I right. I hope that there will be kind of a revealing because it is going to shatter a lot mm-hmm. of old beliefs. But, but how do you grow up 
if you're not confronted with this is what really happened and you've been sold a bill of goods to make you feel like you knew how things were. Right. So, yeah, I uh, agree. I do think we're at that precipice. Well, I think we're at that precipice, but I also think we're at that precipice where it's like, oh, really? You, you you know, like, you know, it shocks me to listen to what some of these students are learning. And it shocks, you know, and people get so upset and so aggravated that older concepts, you know, are being thrown away. But really they're not. You know, you were talking about me wearing makeup in the store and me dyeing my hair. Well, guess what? Makeup was made for men ages ago. It was, you know, heels were for men. You know, we're seeing those come back into fashion. Um, right. If we look at different areas in the world, you know, what we think, of, you know, I made the comment to Joe a few months ago when we were shopping. I said, damn it, nothing has come out new in fashion for almost 30 years. Yeah, they keep recycling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now we have micro seasons. Micro seasons. Yes, you've not heard of this concept. There are now eighteen clothing seasons in a year. I, I think someone had a very that. bad day with a date book. <laughs> no, this this is the theory: is that instead of having spring, summer, winter, and fall as clothing seasons, mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. you have micro seasons within those so that you have like early spring, mid spring, late spring, early summer, mid summer, late summer. Like this is the concept now is to try to throw out quote unquote new fashion every Mm -hmm. basically more than every month, almost every three weeks so that you are in this constant rotation of stock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That you like don't more clear chopping than me. That go in a box. Well, right, and that's what ultimately happens is this is why the U.S. wastes so or creates so much textile waste is mm-hmm. because you know, in theory, you should be having four seasons a year. You know, fall, spring, summer, winter, and it cycles through. And so what was at Macy's and Nordstrom this year will show up at, you know, maybe Kmart next year and then Ollie's the year after that and work its way down Mm -hmm. as new stuff filters in. But what ultimately happens is fashion has become so changing and so cheap, mm-hmm. we're exploiting other countries for their labor to do this. It has become so cheap in the manufacturing, even for your high-end retailers, that mm-hmm. it doesn't make its way to the next level of the chain. It just goes mm-hmm. to the landfill. That's it. That's what it does. 18 times a year, 18 seasons a year, micro seasons a year. What wow. doesn't get sold doesn't get filtered down. It just goes in the trash. Right. 
and that's ridiculous. Pretty soon they'll be making clothes out yeah. of, you know, you know that's why clothes don't last. I'm sorry. I remember mm-hmm. being, you know, I think up until about four years ago, I threw away jeans from high school. Yeah. The jeans we what? A season we get out all of them, if that, and then it's ready for them to go back to Levi. Oh yes. Oh yes. Yes. Or be turned into insulation. You know, there's that. Or pass. <laughs> well, you know. That's what I'm saying. Is, no, we, we're we making fashion that is going to expire quickly to push mm-hmm. this multiple rebuy micro-season economy. And it does. Mm-hmm. It creates a lot of issues. Not, among, not least among them is the amount of textile trash. Not only when right. it goes to the shelf for you to buy it, but when it ends up in a landfill. It's literal trash at that point. Um, And in many situations, we're shipping it around the world because we can't put it into landfills here. We can't handle it. So, but anyway, speaking of seasons of change, Mm -hmm. it is the Psychic Coffee Shop. It is a call-in show. And we have had wonderful Uh callers sitting here and waiting patiently. So let's say we take a break and start taking their calls. Okay, that'll work. Sounds good. And we're going to hope I hit the right break because, hi, we really got to clean this up. So here we go. Do you like a little more grrr with your coffee? Then tune in to Mountain Bears here on Blog Talk on Friday nights at 9 p.m. for the latest in LGBT topics, current events, and technology. Every Friday night, we'll be here. Join us as the Mountain Bears explore these topics and more. So I'm a cat, and I just moved in with this new human, and she's got this little toy she's always playing with, all day long. Tap, 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 bloop, bloop. She can't put it down. There it is. Oh, and get this. She even talks to it. Last week, she asked it for Chinese, and guess what? Egg rolls showed up like magic. Humans have cool toys. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Hi. Welcome. Relax. Have a cup of your favorite topics with your host, Aston Knight. There's nothing like a good conversation to warm your soul and give your spirit a break now and then. Ace has such a wonderful way of exploring topics like psychic phenomena, important topics in our daily lives from a psychic's point of view, and you never know who else will stop by. Live on Blog Talk Radio. So come on in. We made a fresh cup of Java just for you. Hi, I'm Rain. And this is Raven Wind, and we're the Feather and Bone Podcast, two witches talking about everything witchy and nothing at all. We consider ourselves to be energy-based spiritualists, non-traditionalists, and decidedly not Wiccan. Our views on magic and life in general don't align with other pagans in the community, but we have a live-and-let-live outlook on life. So if you want to learn something new while laughing a whole lot, 
You can find links to our podcast, Facebook page, products, and purchase tarot readings at featherandbone.net. As a busy modern woman, I'm constantly on the go. Having to make multiple stops while I'm out shopping or getting things done just doesn't work for me. That's why I love going to the Crystal Lotus Shop for every one of my metaphysical needs. They have all the basics like stones, candles, sage, plus they carry jewelry, herbs, cards, a variety of unique gifts, and several other items you're probably looking for. Uh Uh-oh, sounds like my husband's old college injury flared up again. That's okay. I can count on the team of healers at the Crystal Lotus to fix him right up. They offer massage, Reiki, Kalamni, as well as other energy modalities, all performed by licensed, highly trained, and gifted practitioners. And while he's being taken care of, I'll sit down and get some guidance by one of their accomplished psychic readers. Oh, and did I mention they do custom orders and have gift certificates as well? They even offer yoga several days a week for all levels of experience. Plus, the last Saturday of every month, they have Psychic Saturday, where they offer discounts on readings as well as many healing sessions. Stop in to meet Shauna and the rest of the family there. They're located at 89 Old Main Plaza in St. Albans, where the Loop Pharmacy used to be. Or give them a call at 304-729-8055. Crystal Lotus taking the spirit where the body cannot go. You're listening to the Psychic Coffee Shop Podcast Network. Choosing a psychic is hard, and you don't want to waste time finding one that's right for you. You've thought about calling into the show, but you want more privacy than that? With services from phone, email, chat, text, and his network availability, you need to check out Asen's website at asennight.com. Just a few clicks and you can have your own personal, private psychic reading. On asennight.com, you can also find out about VIP packages, scheduling parties and events, and signing up for his classes. What are you waiting for? Talk to Asen today. Oh, hey there. Sorry, we're just wrapping up the planning for Beltane in the Forest 2019. And let me tell you, it's been a struggle trying to figure out where to put all the vendors, performers, and activities. You're coming out on May 19th, right? What's that? You didn't know that you were invited? Bring the kids, spouse, bring everyone. Yes, that's right. Starting at 11.30 a.m., we have adult and children's activities, a barding circle, and of course you know Gypsy Rhythm is going to be there, Coonskin Park in Charleston, West Virginia. Look, I've got to go, but you can find out more on our website, BeltaneInTheForest.org. See you there. All right, guys, welcome back from the break. I think we got everybody back over, didn't we? Yes! Good! All right, guys, this is how we play this. We're only going to be able to take a few, maybe one or two, because of the time left. We're sorry that happened. But what we'll do is Joe will greet you, ask for your name and birthday, and take your question. Me and Amanda take turns answering. All right, Joe, get the line of them up. 
Alrighty, nine two nine, you are on the air. What is your name, date of birth, and your question? Good. Hey, Asen. Hey, this is Lisa. I'm calling from New York. Oh. Hi, guys. Hello, darling. Yes. What's up? Hey, trying to see, checking on my future love life. I'm right now. I'm okay. single. I just mm-hmm. this is in the future. Like I'm, so I want to see what you probably another on. month and a half. You'll be single, and then I feel like you start dating someone. Ooh, nice. Yeah, you've got applications now, honey, but it's just dinner. You know, if you're not going to cook or pay for your own dinner, take them with you. Okay. That sounds awesome. Okay. Okay. All right. Just wanted to check that out. Well, thank you so much, Jason. You're welcome, honey, and you have a great evening. You too. All right. Zipping right along to 775. 775, you're on the air. What's your name, date of birth, and your question? Thank you. My name is Wendy from California. I was born on July the 6th, 1951. And how can Amanda help you, honey? Well, I am, um, I've been working for a medical call insurance company for a little over two years, and I recently was moved over to Darla's team with uh, Marina being the team lead. I'm learning a lot from Marina, um, but I also have the opportunity to transfer over to Amanda's team, and Monica would be the team lead. She's very nice, too. So, Really, I just want to stay where wherever I'll have the most longevity. I'm 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 hoping I can keep my job at least until April of next year. I do feel like you you do have longevity there. Um you know, I, I, this is going to sound like a cop out, but they both both teams feel very solid. It feels like everyone backs each other up. Um, uh-huh. I guess what I would what I would say is, uh, if if you are given a rundown of what each has to offer, um, I just listen and and feel out what sounds more interesting. Uh, but I I'm getting they're both really good groups. And I don't think you'd be um, losing out one over the other. I, I think whichever way you decide to go, you're you're going to be just fine. Well, thank you. And my concern is I'm 68, and I'm trying to hold off uh, so I can up my Social Security, which you probably right. put two and two together. And um, my concern is, there's only two people on my current team. So I'm getting a lot more intention than I normally would get, but they also let me know in two months when they get 10 more people, they won't have the time. And that makes sense to me. I understand that. So if I go to Amanda's team, then there would be less focus on me. I would be less conspicuous because if I were to ask questions in the chat, then um, there's a lot of seasoned people on that team. Um, so I basically my priority is longevity. Right. And it feels like you're feeling vulnerable because 
of where you're at in the hierarchy. Um, I feel like there's a reorganization coming that's going to uh, not affect you, but it may affect um, numbers of people that are available to do the work. And I'm just not, I'm not getting that they're trying to get rid of you. And and I understand your concern, believe me, but yeah. I, I'm just getting that you're, you've got a really good can-do attitude and I just feel like they are going to want to keep you on. So just, Regardless um, of which okay. yes. And I, I feel like when you talk to these people, just see, it, you know, if it feels like, yeah, I just want to go with this team or I, I really feel, I, I think your intuition is going to kick in. I really think you're going to know which way to go. But okay. I'm not getting one <laughs> over the other. So do you think I'll, I'll be able to wait until April of 2020 yes. to start my Social Security? Yes, you will. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And um, uh, I, I like where I am, but I feel kind of conspicuous because the supervisor has made a few comments that I should know that some information. But what I've reminded wow. her congenially is I've been with the company a little over two years on paper, but in reality, right. because of a car accident and because of a bad fall and because of hearing issues, I've really only been there about less than half the time and the company's changed. And then I even commented that I would like to go through a complete retraining. So who knows if they'll do that, but I would be thrilled if they did that. I, I, yeah, I think, like I said, I think there are other circumstances coming into play, but I see you being protected. I think I think the universe is looking out for you. That's what I, I feel like things will work out. You will be able to get what you need in terms of full benefits. So Wonderful. hang in there. Yeah, well, just see you. what, yeah, just feel it out. See which, feel which one uh, speaks to your heart. Okay. Sorry about that, Wendy, but we are trying to get as many people in as we can tonight, and hopefully that helps. Um, we're going to zip right along to 347. 347, you're on the air. What's your name, date of birth, and your question? Hi, my name is Tanika. Today is actually my date of birth, <laughs> my birthday today. And I want oh, to happy you. birthday. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so happy. To talk to Ace, especially because I've been loving him for years since he came to Blog Talk. He's such a fun, great host. Oh, I'm so I glad mean, I got up? through. Well, I wanted you to please focus on um, someone I have feelings for. His name is Frank. We were involved this whole year. We all work at the same job. And I'm wondering if him and um, a woman named Elaine, who works at my job, I wonder if they're going to get involved or if they want to get involved. Or if he's desiring that, or if she's desiring that, and if you see anything from me and okay, him, like so. I feel you two are headed for a relationship. He and her are friends, but that's it. I don't even feel like it's friends with benefits or anything like that. There's more so a work. You know, let me work with you. Let's build this. You know, let's get ourselves up the ladder together. Type energy. I feel like you two will probably be dating by. 
I'd say by the end of the month. You know, I hope so because I still have feelings for him, and he's just been ignoring me and like following her around. And I wouldn't take right. it well. Hanging with she his knew friends, we were in, that type of yeah. thing. So you know, I didn't know if they were heading in that direction, but he's just been ignoring me, no. and I do still have feelings for him. You know, I don't know right. how he feels about me, um, but. Yeah, and I feel he's playing that middle school, normally the girls do it, where they just ignore the person. Mm-hmm. That's what he's doing here. And it is so middle school, you know. And, you know, a lot of his tantrum tantrums are in that area, too. So I would mm-hmm. say he's probably at that emotional level. And with that, you can't do anything yourself. Go, uh-uh, ain't dealing with this. Not today. And let it be. Let him come forward to you, of course. Let him be the one initiating contact, communication, asking you out. And, again, I feel like that's probably by the end of the month. You know, is he going to do that, though? Because he seems so feminine and passive when it comes to that. Because he's a, he's a water sign. He's a Scorpio. He and, will. you know, they act, he acts like, you know, like he won't come forward. Like he needs you to come after him. And I don't want to do that anymore. Right. No, he'll make him come after you just because he's Scorpio doesn't, and he's more than just Scorpio, um, because you got to look at the other signs. But just because Scorpios, they do chase, and they will chase unless you will do it for them. That's the thing is they get used to things being done for them, and they stop doing it. So remember that. You know, don't cooking breasts is better. You'll be doing it for 20 years, you know, or he'll go hungry. But otherwise, just relax. Act like he doesn't even take your mind, bother you being there, or anything like that, and he'll come chasing along. Mm-hmm. All right. All right? Yeah. Let me updated enough of them. I've written enough bad checks today for Scorpios. Literally, the less you do, the better they are. You know, and I know his moon sign and his Venus and all that. Um, like What's just, his just... Venus and Mars? His Mars, I think, in I think his Mars is either in Scorpio, but I know his Venus is in Sagittarius, which is annoying, and his Moon is in a Capricorn. And right. Mercury is okay. in Where was his um, Venus and Mars again, honey? His Venus is in Sagittarius, and his Mars, um, I I think so it might be. So he looks like a Sagittarian. So those are very aloof, very much like, oh, chase me, make me feel pretty. Mm-hmm. Okay? And chase is like wherever his Mars is. And if it's in Sagittarius, too, then he's going to, you know, come off and be like, well, I'm free Friday night. Would you please be nice enough to go out with me? And if you decline him, then he'll, you know, not do it again. So don't be playing any decline games. No, I, I wish he would ask me out. That's why I'm like, I don't even know if he even has feelings for me because he's just, you know, been he ignoring does. Right. He does. Let him ignore you. The more you ignore him and not paying in mind to him, you know, don't even look up at him as he's walking by, the more it annoys him so then he wants to change that one. Okay. That's what you see? Mm-hmm. And, again, you'll be dating by the end of the month. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see me leaving this job soon also? The job that I 
with him? Not till November, honey. Okay. Yeah, you've got to get a better job, and that won't be open up until November. I know. And then someone told me that his feelings shifted. He doesn't feel for me like that anymore because he and I haven't, like, hung out or nothing really since, like, winter. Even though we see each other, right. like, every day work. Does his, have his feelings right. become less for me now? I don't feel his feelings has become less for you. It's more so his feelings have become more constructed. Meaning that, that. you know, they're annoying him. They're wanting, you know, he's wanting it to be more. He's wanting it to be greater. He's wanting it to be stronger. Oh, so he's, you mean like he's coming, he's getting, he's becoming better. Like it's a positive for us? It's a positive. It's constructive. You it's know, like to, something so anti. Yeah. Right. But it's so much him trying to figure out what to do, how to yeah. do it. All right. All right? Yeah. Well, thank you. If you. I don't know if you guys You're got people welcome. eating. Well, thank you. Uh, we probably do, but I don't know where we are at time. We got caught up, you know, and unfortunately I was late. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Thank you. Have a lovely day, darling. Thank you so much. I'll keep listening. Thank you. Thanks. I'm so glad to talk to you today. Glad to talk to you too, honey. Thank you. All right. Well, just for the sake of fairness, and because I always got to squeeze in one more, Miss Amanda, would you take one more? Sure. All righty. Well, 845, you're on the air. What's your name, date of birth, and your question? Hi. My name is Maria, Maria Campagna. Maria, I'm born in 1942, May 15th. Okay, what's your question? You see a traveler this year? I'm sorry, could you repeat that? You see me, I'm going to go on vacation, I'm going to travel this year soon. She's wondering if she'll have travel this year, Amanda. Right. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. I'm, um... I do, but it feels like um, you have to be very cautious because I'm seeing a lot of upheaval in where you're going to. Um, I don't know if it was in the late fall time frame, uh, but it feels like you just need to make sure uh, you're not going into a place with a lot of either civil unrest. Um, I, I just feel like you need to be cautious. I see. But I do see I do see travel for you. Oh, okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you very much. All righty. Well, I did tack on a couple more minutes for us just because that one call there for a while was running a little short, but or we were running short on time, but yeah, we are well and truly over our hour. Right. So, oh, host Ace and Knight, 
just close it. Thank you guys. Yes. Thank you guys for joining us. If you did not reach us, feel free to contact me or Amanda by going to our website. Um, and you can book your appointments at pcspnetworks.com. That connects you to both me and Amanda. Or you can also go and check out Mystic PCS or Amanda uh, Renzi on Renzi Readings on Facebook. All those ways you can reach either one of us for readings. Um, we will be back Friday night with Mountain Bears. And then Sunday, a new show will be coming out. Um, and then it is a pre-recorded show, but I think you guys will enjoy it. Hopefully I'll get the studio cleaned up. You know, there's coffee cups and old tapes all around. And <laughs> your new shows will be coming out. And Miss Amanda will be joining us more often now, which is wonderful. And I hope you guys are enjoying our new co-host. So until I, next I'm time, good night, Amanda. Good night, guys. Good- Good night, Techie Joe. Good, Good night, night, y'all. Have a blast. <laughs> Choosing a psychic is hard, and you don't want to waste time finding one that's right for you. You've thought about calling into the show, but you want more privacy than that? With services from phone, email, chat, text, and his network availability, you need to check out Asen's website at asennight.com. Just a few clicks and you can have your own personal, private psychic reading. On asennight.com, you can also find out about VIP packages, scheduling parties and events, and signing up for his classes. What are you waiting for? Talk to Asen today. You're listening to the Psychic Coffee Shop Podcast Network.